Moan. I'm here. We had a we had a guest in here the other day by the name of Justin Work. And he came oh. bearing gifts. In fact, for parable purposes, he came bearing three gifts. Because two and one were gonna be enough, plus all good things come in threes, right? They do one hundred percent. So he shows up, he has flowers for my wife. Okay. Wait a minute. Sunflowers. They're beautiful. They're over oh, here. Hang on. Let's see if I can very angle. underrated flower to give to Look at sunflowers. That. Huh? Yes. Look at that. Nice, right? I see okay. that. That was good. That was solid. All right. So sunflowers, right? Yep. Second gift. The actual Glenn Thomas statue. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look at the bobblehead, man. Look at the little coach's whistle, whatever. By the way, Glenn Thomas looks nothing like this. He's way (laughs) older than this. But nonetheless, the the joke applies that much more that we have an official Glenn Thomas statue. The third one we're saving for after the show. The little little post show. All right. Little tease you got there, DK. Little Mm -hmm. tease. Mm -hmm. Who are you with this stuff, man? Justin Work is the one who came in and, uh, but right now, it's time for you to take care of some other business. Definitely, man. I have this thing called a bell here, DK. If you're ready, I am, man. You ready? I think so. Dang on, let me find it. I found, yeah, I did. Okay, go ahead. Here we go. The best part is when they do eventually build the Glenn Thomas statue and the Steelers have the number one offense in the NFL, it should look exactly like this, even if it doesn't look like him. It should. You should go to your best features. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. It. If if somebody goes in the Hall of Fame at 62 years old, no, take it back to their 20s, DK. That's the rules right there, right? I, I think it is. Moan, I have a question for you. Talk Football to related. Okay. That I've been saving up all weekend. Do you get the sense that things are turning from a broader perception standpoint regarding this football team. Like, do you sense that some of these hot takes artists and so forth who nail themselves down to their hot takes are just kind of gradually loosening the screws a little bit, you know, last place Steelers, Kenny stinks, all that other stuff. Yes. I've seen some traction of that as of late. Uh, I've seen that. Wow. This, this team is a sleeper. This team is not to be played with. This team is better than you think. Oh, Kenny, this. Oh, defensive that. TJ Watt, two years removed from defensive player of the year. I've seen all of it. And you know what, DK? That's because the storyline's out of the way. The fake news is over with as far as football pertains. And the closer and closer you get to the season, the realer, yes, I use that word, the realer and realer it gets about what's actually going to happen, DK. I think we have started to witness some of those things that happen. And you know what? I think all of us have taken a note of what everything that was said, fourth in the AFC, coach first losing season, uh, your quarterback sucks, uh, the defense this. I've heard all of it. I feel like we've all kept a tab of it. And no matter what happens or changes from here, DK, we, still a nation, will stick 10 toes down on everything that they said and remind them about it. What you got to understand here is that in the hot takes culture, and I'm talking about from the media perspective here, A, first of all, these people aren't really media. They're not covering the team. Okay. They, they do this. They sit down like this in front of a microphone and just go, and another hot take. <laughs> and there's nothing to it. So they see it as a sign of weakness Yeah, to come back and say after the fact, but you know what? I was totally miles off on that particular thing. Oh, oh, also, you know why I was miles off? Because I'm lazy. I didn't bother doing any research. And it wasn't until I happened to turn on NFL Network one Thursday night and watch this team play in Atlanta that I even realized half the names on this roster. Yeah. They'll never do that. Nope. Nope. Okay, they'll never do that. But does it matter? Does it matter to anybody in that room, Moan? Uh, that week it does, DK, especially when you're going up against a real good foe, right? Well, I won't say Baltimore. The game's always kind of, nobody speaks about the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game because the rules of that game are simply just the rules, right? 
Mm-hmm. But we're speaking about people outside of the AFC North. Let's go Bills. Let's go Jets. Let's go, you know, any one of those in Kansas City or even Dallas, heck, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's always going to be the conversation that that team over Pittsburgh is always that. Do we pay attention? Nah, I'm lying. Yeah, we do, DK. <laughs> we pay attention to it, but on a small scale. Like, there's been times we've known teams are just that good, and we got a shot. And in order for us to win those games, we may have been without a starter or two, or Ben may have been out, AB may be out or something like that. Uh, but I, I look at it now, DK, and say the powers have kind of shifted when it comes down to how teams are going to make it out of the AFC and to the Super Bowl, too. And Pittsburgh, we, in a sense, have always kind of taken that. It's okay to be kind of, you know, not counted in. That's always been our MO, DK. It's always okay to be counted out just simply because it gives you something to kind of fight for. I was listening to Joy Porter and JJ, Joy Porter Jr., their conversation they had on Ryan Clark's podcast. And hearing Joey, I said something to my boys. I was just like, you hear how he took something small and just made it in something big. And I was like, those are the things you have to do to be great. Nobody's doubting you. What do you mean by this? Well, Joey said he had to find small item things in practice to get him through practice and to games. And he said it would be something somebody did the day before in practice and said that guy doesn't make it out today. It was like he doesn't get a catch today. No matter what happens, you got to find those small things, DK, of somebody dropping the ball on the first down in practice or in a game and say that's it for him. And that's what we need also inside of those rooms before we going out to a game. It's nothing ever egregious. Hey, Pittsburgh sucks. Nobody says that, right? Somebody might say they're not as good as they were last year, but they're still a really good team. And in saying they're not as good as last year, that's the only portion of it we're going to take. And that's why I feel like this team will have to do this year. You're, you've been counted out all year long, all offseason. Can you win as a team? Your coach will finally have a losing season. And I would carry that chip on my shoulder week in and week out, DK. And I know those guys inside of that room do because the voices get loud when there's doubt around Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I think that's the, that's the real issue is that in and around Pittsburgh or in and around the fan base, wherever they happen to be, not one bit of this is a surprise. Maybe the perfection component, okay? This yeah. was an over-the-top preseason. No one anywhere ever has been this good, okay? Meaning as if you were to project what they just yeah. did in the preseason over 17 regular season games, okay? They're not going to be anywhere near that good. Let's be no. clear here, <laughs> all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but still, what you have here is the people who've been paying attention doing their diligence, reading up, listening to shows and reading articles. Showing up to camp. People who are there, okay, as opposed to just the hot takes factories. And this is why I'm constantly getting into this. This subject on this show is you got to understand there's a difference between the hot takes machines and reporters who are covering the team. They are not all, quote, unquote, media. They're just not. No, they're not. They're guys that have voice boxes and Phil loud. Says, and Phil says by week four, everyone will be paying attention. Just wait. I, see, I don't care if they do or not. Well, you know? That's fair. I, just, I mean, how do the Steelers benefit from that? It just, if the Steelers are having everybody pay attention to them, what's actually happening that matters? Winning? Yeah. yeah. That's it. You know? I mean, that'll mean that they'd have beaten the 49ers. They'd have beaten the Browns. And they'd have gone to Las Vegas and yeah. won a game on the road out there against the Raiders on, on the on the other side of the country. Yes. These are good things. These are the things that matter. Those are the things that matter, DK. And just honestly, seeing the growth, like, let's let's say this real quick, though, too. As far as superstars, this, this team is boiling, I think, with one or two trying to jump off the page as far as the offense goes. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to give that type of praise to Kenny. Unless Kenny Pickett comes out and crushes it, I think we need to prepare ourselves for Ben 2.0 with how the media will perceive will perceive him, right? DK, well, that'd be superstar status, right? You know, the, the, these are when you start getting into these NBA style discussions where it's never it's okay it's never yeah. okay to just look at Nikola Jokic in Denver and say, "Wow, what a great great player." No, it always has to be. How does he compare to the pantheon of centers or this or that or LeBron in his prime or 
I don't know much NBA, okay? But I'm just saying, okay, I know that guy because he's a Serb. But it's like, it, in general, it's like everything has to be ranked or whatever. No, it doesn't. But, win, but, the, win the games, man. Go I, ahead, yes, I know win the like games. There's justification in the flowers that's thrown at your feet, though, too. You there like is that. that. <laughs> I do because as a player, you deserve to have that, hey, you're crushing it, especially when you play a prime position like that, though, DK. That's my only pushback on it. Does it matter in the end? No. Heck, go win a championship, right? Go win it all. Make everybody sweat anytime you play them. Smash them in the face. But globally, I do think there's validation and have that, hey, if Kenny makes it to a top 10 quarterback status, I'll say this to that point, DK, whatever list that is, is on, right? Top mm-hmm. 10 quarterback status. Guess what you also say? You've won a lot. The narrative on you has changed. Your team is benefiting from this. And boy, if he closes in on that, we are that much closer to a Super Bowl run. Yeah, as long as we understand that there's a cause and an effect in this equation. Yes. And, and the hot takes factory is the effect. And by the way, an inconsequential effect when we come back the only segment that actually matters and that's hey mom at dk pittsburgh sports we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams now that connection's stronger than ever introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app find expert inside reporting and original podcasts check live box scores track the latest stats Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. He's Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. We don't introduce ourselves often enough. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. I'm in downtown Pittsburgh. Ramon, I just had an eye test. Yeah. we talked about this before. We, went yeah, we did. I was so stoked about this. I thought I was going blind. Really? I've had those moments before, too. My prescription might change a little bit, yeah. not a whole lot. And um, I have an astigmatism, too. So making like mm-hmm. all of those little small things, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't getting worse. And I'm not. That. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> it's like I went in there and it's like he's showing me these diagrams of my yeah. pupils when they're like, they look like the heart of the sun. Yeah. And I'm like, Dude, don't tell me something I don't want to hear here, all right? It's, yeah. You know, I, I haven't even had half a coffee for the day. And he was like, no, man, you're doing great. You're doing great. So I'm getting these <laughs> prescription as opposed to these cheapy $2 CVS varieties. I'm getting these nice prescription glasses that uh, hopefully will, uh, you know, yeah, uh, allow me to I- – do the Ramon Foster show without Braille. You know? I hope I hope they are so studious, whichever ones you're getting. I hope <laughs> they drop down to the tip of your nose when you got to read something like the those. Ben yes, you are in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I need those glasses to show up on this podcast, okay? <laughs> I absolutely love it. Bunch of members want to acknowledge real, real quickly. Evan Wirtz uh, comes in as a member. Your favorite barber who's never leaving us comes in for his fourth month. Ben Cohen is a new member and fish and trout is another one He's stuck with us for life or vice versa. And Ryan Lytle might as well be the grand poobah around here at this point. Uh, thanks to everybody. None of them, none of them are ever taken for granted. No, absolutely not. It's been, absolutely it's, not. It, it's been a lot of fun watching all this uh, grow here. Jake comes in and gets us started today and says, I hope to see Kevin Dotson succeed hey moan let's talk a little bit about about do Dotson first before the actual transition just about kevin and and who he was oh is is yeah <laughs> um to me he was a guy i said was a guy he was a stiller who you had I hope the about. same thing man i, I know. Even did it with gill i sounds, did it with gill which felt criminal sounds like a eulogy or something we're tense, doing yeah. man yeah Reading marcus gilbert yeah for, for for pittsburgh his tenure was this let's just go that route his tenure was this in pittsburgh a guy that you had a whole lot of hope from. Seemed like a really good teammate who just couldn't find that starter groove is what I'm saying. He was starter capable, but you always looked over his shoulder and said, where's the next step? Those things I asked you to do last year. Are we doing those things better? And I feel like more times than not, that answer was, "Eh, I don't know. That answer was more times, yeah, but. He was always met with a contingency, so you always looked over his shoulder to find somebody else. Isaac Silmalo, I think, will answer this question, DK, as the why, right? The mm-hmm. why is Isaac has come in and feels like you've elevated the left side of the offensive line. Which he did. 
that's what's happened, right? The deficiencies that he had in pass pro, or if you needed him to be better in run blocking, it didn't show up with Kevin Dotson. And that's simply all it was for what Pittsburgh needed him to do. Yeah, I, I my feelings on Dotson are a little bit unique, okay? Yeah. Although I was once taught that there are no degrees to uniqueness, so I should <laughs> take that one back here. They're a little unusual. Unique just means one. Yeah. For any of you like intense grammarians out there. So, DK, the, the, the thing that I would also say is this about Kevin Dotson. He's wanted somewhere else. We as Steeler fans got something in return for him. You didn't have to cut him and say, man, I wish we had a well. You did. You'll get the residual of that win, DK, in the 2024 NFL draft. And 2025. Both years, the Steelers move up around. Now, it's a late round, and you might not think of it much right now. When those drafts happen, both of them, you're going to hear Kevin Dotson's name come up again, and you're going to thank Omar Khan for it. Even if, and here's the point that I want to stress here, even if KD goes on to do well, and let's hope he does, honestly. Okay, this guy was a he was a good citizen here. He came in. He had some stuff to say early on where yeah. he, he, he was, I mean, somebody just came in and took his job, and he thought, and rightly so, that he was part of that running attack that revitalized the Steelers' offense in the second half of last season. So he had every right to feel as he did. He did. But I'll tell you what, my my relationship with KD has been one of the one of the ones that I've uh, found the most intriguing because we did not start off well. I did not <laughs> I did not like what I saw from him. I did not like some of the stuff that the coaches were saying and everything, but we we talked it out. We we saw eye to eye and I saw who he was and you know what? He showed me. Yeah. Uh he performed at a at a level high enough where the last time we saw him on an NFL field moan in anger was as a starting left guard. The next time yeah. we see him, it'll be as a starting left guard. Yeah. As if nothing happened other than changing the uniform. And it was. And, and the thing about this is it's the business of it. Like sometimes guys have gotten gotten cut who I thought deserved to stay on the roster or like, man, wow, I can't believe that. This time around, you actually got something from it, DK. And I think that's the best for him and best for this team, too. And the best part about it, though, is maybe he needed this. Again, you can't, me personally, I don't think you can be at a place as a starter, lose your job, and still stay on that team. I just don't see a world where that works most times, DK. You got to be, I'm talking about humble human being, man, to play that role. Good stuff here from Jacob, who points out that with cuts coming tomorrow at four, uh, with Moen and the Steelers trading Kevin Dotson, uh, do you see the Steelers making one more trade before this is all over? Maybe for a corner. Maybe for a corner? Um, Yeah. And, and again, this is also a fluid situation. So this team may be good where it's at, and this is just for future. This is for future teams is what I'm saying. Like that Dotson trade to me and getting that draft pick, DK, I look at that as saying that could be a bargaining chip come the draft to move up to go get a guy, to move up again. We've seen Omar be aggressive. This year, it's hard to say if that's going to be the position of need that you absolutely want to go trade away a guy to get. Randy Wagner says – DK, we're so glad you scheduled your eye appointment, not interfering with the Ramon Foster show. Way to go, DK. Hey, hang on a second. There's actually a little bit of a story behind this. I purposely scheduled it for an hour before. They told me it would take 45 minutes. It's one block away. But the optometrist comes into the room to see me. And I'm sitting there. You know how you put your chin on the thing, whatever yeah. else? And he goes, whoa, a celebrity. <laughs> oh, my God. Because he watches the Ramon Foster show. And I told him, I said, listen, dude, we got to have this done. So that the show starts. Now, I didn't tell him that Randy Wagner was going to be sitting there waiting for me with flowers over it. Uh, I mean, hey, something's nice about that, though, DK. There's nothing wrong with that. We have some uh, some good questions here that I've been setting aside. Cat Manita comes in and says, hey, Moan, what would need to happen in week one for the Steelers to lose all this hype? I feel if we lose, then it's back to us calling for – that Canada, they get fired. I would say to lose all this hype, yeah. I think just absolutely suck on offense. That's been one thing. Like, let's be honest with ourselves, too. This offensive jumping the way it has is the is the reason why we're all excited, too. 
The defense the standard is just that, as Coach T calls it. The standard is the standard when those 11 dudes on defense walk out, right, DK? Mm-hmm. This offensive identity is what has actually pushed our optimism to the forefront. It's not what TJ is capable of doing. It is, but, like, it's not the main reason. The main reason why we're all excited is we watched Kenny Pickett what it looked like he's growing. So what would derail this for one week and one week only is the idea that this team looks trash on offense. Right. That's why you're feeling this way. Yeah, that's that's absolutely it. Oh my, that's so good. I, I have nothing to even yeah. add to that. It's just it's all about the offense. It's, Everyone want, will want to know that everything, all the beliefs and hopes and everything else that they built up in the preseason couldn't just get pinpricked like this. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it'll feel. Like really, so all of that was fake. It's just because they played you know, preseason or vanilla defenses or whatever. Uh, that's, yeah. That's why, DK, there's no other reason behind it. A couple of things to share with people. One is that we do have merchandise now, and boy, is it moving. Okay? Yes. It is moving. You told uh, go me to dkps.net slash Ramon shop. Hey, we got one especially sizable order <laughs> from just north of Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. I needed I needed the stickers. And I'll say this too for everybody that donates to us, contribute to us, and order from the Ramon shop too. You and I and Dolly are invested in this thing too, man. We go as far as you guys go, and it's always appreciative of everything that you order. Who would ever thought I have a podcast with DK with the Ramon shot to it, man, with merch. You guys are awesome. So we're all in this thing together, my brother. Dolly has a, a nice little secret here that I'm going to share with you. When you went to that store, everyone's hearing this now for the first time, including Mona. You went to that store. She only put in one shirt that was the color orange to see if you'd go for it. <laughs> Hook line and sinker he's nothing if not predictable this guy okay the one orange shirt we sold went to hendersonville tennessee did it really yes yeah amazingly no one else wanted orange but you she she never told him about it nothing she just put it in there and said i'm gonna see if he gets this yo hold up hold up hold up this this holds true okay and for the Steelers, but y'all understand, all right? Oh, wow. me, oh my, you are hilarious. Tell Dolly she shouldn't she shouldn't do that to people like that. She man. totally she she played you like a tiny little violin. She did, and I fell for it. DK, oh, that's oh, crazy over there, isn't it? Great though, that is. Um, I did order on shirts. <laughs> Casey Kester reminds us to take care of business at the Get Go Cafe and Market. Quality is at the core of every menu item. They've got three expert chefs, Moan. They're named Casey, Ryan, and Barber. And those guys fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what those guys uniquely, like a barbershop choir, refer to as craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Uh, Grayson Brown comes in with, whoa, with a $50. Contribution. Appreciate that, sir. Uh, Says, hey, Moan, the history books get me excited for every Pittsburgh season. The AFC North quarterbacks, the current ones, are a combined four and seven versus the Steelers. Watson's 0 and 2. And he's four and seven against the North for his career. He played for the crappy Texans. Since 2002, no team has won the North three years. And I didn't know that. Three years in a row. And Cleveland's never won it. So what Grayson did was he just systematically just chopped them all down. Uh, and, and even in a, in a sideways kind of way, Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, all I know is that I like where Grayson is thinking, because if anyone who starts talking about AFC this or Super Bowl that, stay in the division. Yep. Yep. 100%. Grayson, I side with you 100% on this one just because of those reasons. We make a big fuss about everybody else's team, Patrick Mahomes and when Brady was around and now Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen is all a part of this too. When in the North, I don't think y'all understand, it's probably 
it's one of the more enjoyable things you can do because as a player, you know what other coaches in that division is saying. You know how Coach Tomlin is when it's AFC North ball DK. He has a saying. It's the North. It's simply what it is, and everybody understands that. If you're battle-tested enough to make it out of the AFC North, those times where you go 12-4 and or you go 13-3, and those types of seasons, you know you're one of the best teams in America. And it's not even because of the record. It's because you've probably beat those guys in your divisions more time than it was possible, DK, or that you should have, which means you are a battle-tested team. I am 100% with you on that one. And as much as the talk is around Cincinnati and they have some weapons, I'm looking at Baltimore just the same. I'm looking at them too. And I say, go. I don't think you guys understand how turn up this team will be when it comes down to how they play these teams and what to expect out of it. Because the best thing about it, I don't think anybody understands what that offense in Pittsburgh is capable of doing either. Kevin Hertzog says, hey, Moan, whose job did the Dotson trade save? I, I think you'd have to really start looking at whether or not you're going to keep eight offensive linemen or you're going to keep nine. My guess is it's going to be eight because with all due respect, Moan, you guys aren't much help on special teams. That's true. Okay. I, I got no pushback. When it's real, it's real, DK. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I'm seeing eight. And as backups, you know, a lot of this is going to depend also on the health of Nate Herbig, who has not been able to get into the last two preseason games, a recurring shoulder problem, which, by the way, Dotson has two. And here's hoping that he finds his health back in time to be able to help the Rams in short order, or else things are going to start getting a little shakier on his end from the career standpoint. You know, you got to find a home. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this too, just to add to who job did it save the Dotson trade. I think it honestly shows you the strength in that room too. I think having those swing tackles already, a guy that can play guard on both sides and a center backup, I think it's, it speaks more to the flexibility of the guys. We saw Dan Moore play right tackle in that, a game, in a game. That lends itself to saying, I think we're better off. And it may be the year, DK, they end up having eight offensive linemen instead of nine active. It might be, especially yeah. since they've been developing the seventh rounder, Spencer Anderson, to yes. play pretty much everything. He's doing everything but kicking and punting at this point. Yeah. Okay. So, and that is to his credit. And by the way, that's also why he's going to have a job. Yes, it is, DK. Speak you about know, it, man. Yes, 100%. Not that complicated. Somebody had to come up with a Kendrick Green I question. Know it. KG on the 53, now that they traded Donson, unless Spencer Anderson is trending. Anderson doesn't have to trend. Anderson can play multiple positions. He can. You cannot put Kendrick Green behind center. Okay. No. And I, I, also, I, I don't know that KG is in danger of being cut now. I really don't. Because you he, don't? Here's why. Here's why. Very rarely will you hear me cite a short-term anything as it applies to making a preseason decision. But KG was out there with the first team. In place of Isaac Salmala the other night. Okay. And how did he do? It was fair. Yeah, he was. It fair. was fair. You got to call it spade a spade yeah. at all times. He didn't have any major responsibilities. He didn't have to snap the ball or whatever else. He kept things simple and he got the job done. Okay. That might have been the thing that allowed them to trade Dotson. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, it's, it, and it's simply because he can snap the ball and Kevin Dotson can't. That's or, his bonus. In a, in a worst-case scenario, Dotson could. That, if you were to make it down to you need your third center in a game, you don't have to put James Harrison out there, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Brian McKinney says, can we eventually get a proud member of the Foster family shirt with the logo on it? Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Absolutely, DK. We'll have that. And it's on its way, too. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Appreciate the contribution from, from Ryan there. Alan Collins says, hey, Moan, I know your heart's in Tennessee. Did you ever consider staying in the Berg? Uh, yes, absolutely. I do still have a place there, too. Uh, it was just a matter of stability and family. That's what it boils. That's the reason why we're in Tennessee is uh, our family's around and just our boys traveling back and forth. We, they had to get, we had to get said, I got a high schooler now, DK. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's tough. That's a, that's funny right there to me. Wow. I'm about to send my boy off to college and it's killing me. Wow. I can't even process the house without him. Even more the, than your daughter. He's the last one. Oh, it's different. Yeah. It's yeah. Fair. It's me and my, me and my guy are pretty tight. It, it's, 
it's 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 uh it's gonna be a challenge. You, I hear it in your voice already, DK. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even, <laughs> don't even really want to talk about it. Rick Dillett says uh, if wow. if the Steelers start hot, Coach T should do that Bill Belichick thing where he doesn't let the team believe it. The current mentality has to go all the way. Uh, Rick, I got a little bit of news for you here. The current mentality isn't that they're some kind of underdog. Okay, yeah. you're gonna have to trust me on that one again. For the millionth time, do not equate what you hear on the hot takes factories with reality. Because Joe Blow with the big microphone says that the Steelers stink doesn't mean they think it. They think they're really good. Did I tell you about my interaction with Pat Fryermuth in Atlanta? No, you did not. Watch this. This will take two seconds. I see Fryermuth from across the room. Okay. And he's just kind of sitting there. He's getting his tape off, whatever. There's a million equipment bags strewn over. So I couldn't come all the way over to him. because You just couldn't get there, right? Yeah. And I, I make eye contact with him. And I go like this. I go. And he goes, I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> he understands what this team is capable of. How much more do you need? That should have been my whole column. Wow. That interaction should have been my whole column. I know, right? Yeah. I know, right? Oh, I man. I loved it. When when the players are on the same page like that, when their eyes are raising up and and you got it. This is the other thing too, DK. It's fascinating you saying that with with you know, with Pat Frymuth. This is his first stab at it like that. As far as he's more of a leader. He's actually seeing this team get good. Oh, yeah. This team hadn't seen this offensively to understand what it feels like. Like, I feel like Ben's era, right? Those guys, Willie, the Max, like they ushered us into saying we're a good team because they Mm -hmm. showed us what great was by the Super Bowl rings, right? They showed us what pro bowlers, all pros becoming superstars look like. This offensive group doesn't have that in-house right now. It's they need a little bit of an attitude, and that's kind of why I reacted to the question the way they did. They they don't think of themselves as underdogs. They don't think of themselves as needing to be beaten down or whatever. And I can promise you, the head coach doesn't either. They know what they are. Wow. Okay. So don't again don't conflate what's on the inside with what people are saying who are very very much on the outside. Mo, want to have some more fun? Watch this. Absolutely. Let's cool? do that, man. I got I got a minute and 26 seconds with Nick Herbig in Atlanta. Just me and him. This is okay. just for you guys because I want I want I want because he's your dude. He's my dude. Okay. Picked him. You staked a claim in that one months ago. Okay. I did, no I one told you. and I even thought you were like, what are you talking about? Fourth round you. or whatever. It doesn't look like he's not a very big guy, whatever else. I want people, I can tell you that he's humble. I can tell you that he's got a great attitude, or I can just show it to you, and I'm going to do that right now. You ready? Yes, here absolutely. Goes. Oh, first thing, just so for context here, the first thing I bring up with him is just being around T.J. Watt, his hero from Wisconsin, and everything. Okay. You get a shout out from T.J. over there while we're talking. He's like, "There goes the big guy." What's <laughs> nah, that like, man? Nah, that's, Has that sunk in yet? <laughs> I mean, not really. You know, that's somebody I've looked up to my whole career, yeah. and just now getting the chance to play with him and learn from him. It's unbelievable. I mean, I can't really explain it. Um, but he's like a brother to me. Uh, and I just, I love being out there with him every chance I get. I, I pick his brain every single chance I get. Yeah, I would too, right? Yeah. When you see him, he gets in, he gets close the first time. And you're like, okay, he's coming the next time. No, I knew he was getting You know sack. what I'm saying? Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I could just tell by the look in his face. I knew he was going to get a sack for sure. When you see him, what's, what's the most through your head? I mean, that's your teammate now. It's different. I'm just like, he's a different beast, man. You just look at him, and you can tell why he, he's the best in the game. You can tell why he does what he does on Sundays. Because the way he prepares, the way he, he what he does when the lights are off, you know, when nobody's looking, when nobody's watching. Um, he's always doing something, working on something. And I've just kind of been in his hip pocket, just following him around. Every, every little thing he does, I'm just trying to mimic him and be like that. Um, I mean, it's just the preseason, you know. Um, and I just, I think it's just good momentum to build off of um, going into the season. I mean, I'm really, uh, my main focus is special teams, you know, trying to uh, make sure I'm, I'm my technique, my form, everything's good on special teams because uh, that's going to be my uh, big role for me this year. Um, so I'm trying to uh, perfect my craft in that. The door wow. slam, by the way, was Landon Roberts. 
<laughs> he's course. a he's a colorful dude. Of to course. say the least here. He he knew what he was doing. He's also a human missile, too. Uh, yes. My but, impression of him, insanely mature. Uh, aware is also what I would tell you, too. Uh, understanding what his role, the fact that he's mentioning my, my job is to uh, be a special team. Special teams. make plays there. Did you hear me ask about special no. teams? No. No. Uh, and I say this time and time again, he's a guy. Well, in Pittsburgh, a lot of guys make their hay on special teams. A lot of guys figure out how tough they are because of special teams. Second James Harrison reference. Yes. Okay. Uh, Brett Kiesel's one of those guys that was on special teams. Troy. It's Troy, special teamer. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of those guys cut their teeth doing those types of things. And it's also this too, him understanding like TJ's not great because of what he does on the field. It's when those lights aren't on him, how he goes about his work. Like you can tell he's a guy that probably does more looking than talking, more notes than actually trying to have an input on stuff. Um, I, I DK, I really did feel this about this guy after watching his draft tape and his film. I was just like, well, he's kind of rangy, moves well, bends well. You just knew if you were smart enough, Nick Herbert would be a guy that's going to pull his own. Is what you want. That, and that's all you want from him. You're not asking him to be TJ Watt or Alex Highsmith or anybody else. Dude, just do that thing that you do well like them, but not exact exactly as they do, because I don't expect that from you. Yeah, that's that's where this starts getting really interesting is when you you picture him, you project him into being kind of what we saw in the preseason, but but in regular season games. Josh Grimm brings up here. Imagine after two years of development, meaning Herbig. Behind TJ and Alex, you're going to have a three-headed QB killing monster. I, I want to throw in something here, a couple things. One, he's a QB killing monster at the moment, and so is Marcus, Marcus Golden. Golden. Yes. Okay? Golden is destroying people. We would all be talking about Marcus Golden if it wasn't for Nick Herbig, believe me. Okay? To have four of these guys doing this, You've now got a situation here where the edge rushers are back to being not a strength, but the strength of this football team, not of the defense, of this football team. Mm -hmm. That's really different. That's really different from where things were even just a year ago. That's just being relentless of uh, you got to give the scouting department some heads up on that one, DK. You got to give them a nod on that one and also just to search for it, too. Like, uh, I, I know it's one of those things where the players got to kind of earn it, but you also have to be able to spot who's going to work in your building. You had a guy last year, right, that mm -hmm. you thought was going to come in and do these likes of things and read, and it just doesn't work out. That's why I've always kind of said the wins and losing is happens, that happens in the NFL is not because of one side of the ball or one person. Like, it's 11 people out there at a time, and when you have your backups come in to be able to not have a drop-off, I, I'll be honest with you, there was times where when the starter goes out, I'd be like, oh, here's a day off right here, depending on who it was. But it was more more times than not a drop off. And with this group, it doesn't seem like it will be that significant of one. Are they TJ and Alex? No. No. But are TJ and Alex the best version of themselves when they have real rotation mates? Yes. Yes. And if TJ was on this show with us right now, you're going to have to take my word for it because it's all he and I talk about. He would be the happiest person. <laughs> You've never seen Moan. You've never seen TJ this happy. Okay? He is – he's just like a – he's a pig in slop right now is off he? the field. He loves it. There's a there's a, a, a video I was shooting with TJ in Atlanta, and Nick Herbig walks behind me, okay? And TJ interrupts himself and says – and there goes Nick Herbig, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> the middle of the video, which I think he thinks is ruining my video. It actually makes it. It's it fabulous. It better. I'll see if I can find it for you guys for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, really, really good stuff here. Let's see if we can. Uh, Luke comes in with a good question. Hey, Moan, is there anybody who could be cut tomorrow who would be a surprise to you? I would already say uh, Raven Clark. I, I actually thought there would be room for depth for him. But he was one of the first ones to get gone. That one was a little shocking to me. Disappointment. In his yeah. play or disappointment in the cut? Disappointment in his play. Yeah. Being very clear here. Yes. Um, another one, Miles Boykin. Yeah. 
That one, don't. <laughs> that don't. will be a little bit of a shocker. And yes, Rick, I'm with you too, man. Zach Gentry will be a shock. Oh too. no, don't even say that. Out I loud. know, I know, but we're asking for shockers, right? We, I, I don't. I, no, we're we're legitimately asking for shockers, and that's where I see it hanging off at. DK is is what's to come out of, and I think right now with I much hate this conversation. Done, he, 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 <laughs> DK, I know <laughs> Shandon Sullivan. And, and Elijah Riley, can you afford to keep both? Is that the reason why Dotson was out? Because you need more DBs. Like, can you only keep eight? I, you it's know going you, somewhere. You can. Riley, Riley, I think, is one of those guys that you might be able to sneak through on practice squad. And it, it might be the reason that you saw Chandon Sullivan start with the first team defense as the slot corner in Atlanta. Um, Ryan Lytle says Gunner. Gunner's not going anywhere. And that's the reason I brought up Miles Boykin's name. Yeah, you know. Yeah, hey. I, I honestly, I, Boykin is a different, different cat. Boykin will be a special teams decision because what happens with Boykin? Boykin is almost in camp. I hate to say this; it sounds cold, but he's almost in camp as Allen Robinson insurance. Security. Yep. Okay, yes. Okay. Yep. So if Robinson, for whatever reason, including injury, isn't that guy that you want him to be there, then Boykin is similar statures, yep. similar. In fact, they actually kind of. They, they, I know they, they look yeah, like they, they mimic each other. They, they do. Alike. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They do. They're easily confused, except that Allen Robinson is, of course, way, way uh, more accomplished. But some of these, see how now everybody's starting I'm to panic saying. now. You know, well, James Pierre, I don't think anybody's going to cry over losing James Pierre. But the problem with Pierre is that if you lose him, you've got to actually replace him, which is yeah. why someone earlier on the show brought up. Yeah. You know, going and getting a corner still. That's that's true too, and we'll see where that comes from. If they mortgage this 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 pick from this Kevin Dotson trade, then I guess that's a smart move by the front office. All right, DK. As far as trying to go get a corner that's that's capable enough to start and play for you soon, um, I'm seeing a lot of the Zach conversation come up, DK, about not seeing him go. That would be one of the craziest situations to where guys had this much media presence with a team publicly. And kind of get cut. I, Here's the problem with with Zach. Okay, yeah. If you lose, because you we don't like to talk about stuff like this, but the management has to has to. If you lose Pat Fryermuth to an injury, you don't have Darnell Washington to take Fryermuth's role. You don't have Connor Hayward to take Fryermuth's role, and those are your other tight ends. Whereas Gentry is a guy who can slot into the role. He's nowhere near as good, but he knows the actual role. Does that make sense? Yes, and we saw him do some of that last year, too. We did see that, and we saw him trusted in that role, which tells you that the coaches were okay with it. Whereas with Darnell, what have you said many times, Moan? What do they want to see from Darnell? Blocking. They want to see him... What if they, they saw blocking he's and people all over the place? Yes. And you know what, too? He's even acknowledged this. And this is where I said he's got a long way to go and grow. And that's a good thing. He acknowledged my feet were in the ground when it came down to blocking. I got to get better. These guys don't stand where you think they're going to stand at. Like that's part of his growth to it. So expect him because of his size. He's going to be this big time pass catching tight end. Not yet. Is yeah, what this I is say it. to you. Joe says, I see the Steelers carrying four tight ends, but no official fullback. That's it. That's the part that nobody really wants to face here. Okay. So everyone when they Hayward? do their <laughs> 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 is, that his, I mean, is that his position? Connor man, Hayward. A <laughs> bunch of vowels. Yeah. Okay. He you know, Connor Hayward will tell you the same thing, man. He'll tell you, I don't I don't need a I don't need a position. You know which room he sits in? Which, which one? Tight ends. Tight end. So keep him. He's not going anywhere. Four tight ends. Is this the first time we've had this happen? It doesn't matter. It's don't also matter. be the first time there wasn't a fullback. New Why, fluid. Who are we fooling here? There's no, there, nobody's pretending there's going to be a fullback in this offense. That's fair. That yeah, is 100% anything, fair. If you see two guys line up in the backfield, and we saw some of it in Latrobe and reported on it, <laughs> three tight ends and a mutant is good. <laughs> That's good. But who will be the two guys in the backfield? It could be both yeah. Najee and Jalen. Yeah. You could have you could have Najee back there and Anthony McFarland. McFarland spent a lot of time in that backfield in Latrobe. I know yeah. nobody takes that seriously, but trust me, it's part of the offense. Yeah, that's okay? fair. Yep. So does that mean that he's going to go and be uh, 
what was his name? Allstott from the Buccaneers. Mike Allstott. Mike Allstott. That, that, remember that Chris Berman would do the boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rumbling, stumbling, bumbling. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he's not going to be that. But that's also what, what Connor Hayward gives you. And we said this, uh, DK, in the springtime. He gives you so much flexibility. Can he block? Yes. And then you throw out there that he's capable of running the ball. And then he can also catch the ball down the middle too. You can motion him out and throw a screen. This is – I don't want to say this is foolproof because this can be an overload of weapons offensively. We're offensively now. But anybody who's capable of looking at his call sheet and formulating a plan, DK, has to be salivating. I'm speaking about Matt Canada. Has to be salivating at what your offensive weapons can do this guy and, too, and Glenn Thomas. That's DK's got his Glenn Thomas bobblehead. Uh, but that's—I don't know many people that's capable. Take some hills. The last person that we've seen do this, and you saw what they were capable of doing with him, other than him not playing quarterback. I, I tell you what, Zach says here, and he gets the last word today. Uh, he says, "I'd be fine with us getting rid of Zach Gentry." Sounds like DK is not fine with it. Neither of us is. I am not either. We Zach. are Team Gentry on this show. Yeah, we are. Okay. He is underappreciated uh, in in all walks of this football team. I don't believe that he's going. I really yeah. don't. Maybe because I don't want to, but I don't. It'd be hard for me to see them put him out front. As far as the Steelers PR, and the coaches have to sign off on that type stuff too. Oh, no, you're not going to bring up the cooking show. Not even just that. And the fact that the head coach was just on the cooking show. And DK... He he was the oh, schedule you're not release doing guy. That. I'm oh, not. I don't want to live in that world that justifies a guy making the roster offer him being the Steelers Steelers PR guy. But there's something to it. There is. They didn't send me to London to cut me during the season. Okay, cut me after camp when I was at the team's ambassador. Right. You felt good about that on the whole flight. You know, not and me. That, that was <laughs> the same year that you know all of that. I did. You know, the guys they send to, to Mexico City. Yep. Those dudes don't usually get cut, DK. Somebody clears that stuff with the head coach. They really doesn't mean that there can't be a change. It doesn't mean the situations and, don't change, but and 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 before this too, DK, there is an an allotted already made portion of the team, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like Zach Gentry was in that board over to the right to say, Yeah, we're good. Now we need to figure out the rest. So do I. They have a tight end room, and they added Connor Hayward because he would have been sitting in the room by himself, which would have been weird. They would have. It would have been weird. And I'm mutant. He'd be sitting over there like this, just sitting in a room looking around, and Cam would poke his walk by and poke his head in and go, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I see a pushback, and that's fair. I got one more before we do the merch, DK. Yep. Mike Jones said, come on now, we lost Bud Broder, buddy, after one season. We did, but this wasn't before the season started. It yeah, wasn't and the head before. coach did not appear on the, on the grilling show. Yeah. I ain't saying you're wrong. If he does get cut, DK, I'll, I don't know what to say about that one. He'll well, be I know up. Ryan Lytle has you going on a diet and showing up to play fullback. Yeah. You know what? Nah, uh, I'm gonna let it's a young man's game. Uh forever say that. I'm gonna pass on that one. I love it. All right, guys. When we come back, the third and un- only unrevealed gift that Justin Work brought into the shop the other day. Let's hear it, man. Oh, man. Just wait. Just wait. Okay. So if you joined us late today, first of all, shame on you. Second, Justin Work, a a longtime viewer of this program, brought three gifts to the shop the other day. One of them are those sunflowers you can make out back there. You see those? Awesome. Those look good. Those were for Dolly. Very, very nice. Uh, She was genuinely moved by this, too, because she doesn't get flowers. Yeah. You don't get her flowers? What is wrong? Man, come on. Okay, so second was this Glenn Thomas statue, as he called it, even though it looks nothing like Glenn Thomas. That's actually part of the humor. It does actually say Glenn Thomas down there. So it is our Glenn Thomas statue that's already been erected. 
The third one he put into this box. And as he was leaving, he handed this to me and said, don't open it now. You might get it. You might not. So he leaves. Dolly and I sit down. Yeah. You ready? What? What could this? He wanted me to have something for the final segment. (laughs) You're just as cool, DK. I'm not where near as cool. (laughs) Those actually fit you, man. They work. They work. What do you think? They look good. I all I know is that the juxtaposition of, of me against Ramon makes me look that much less cool. However, no. however, I am now I am now equipped. It came even came with a nice little protective bag yeah. and everything. And Justin work. Did That's some, what I'm talking did, about. Did some work. That's what that I'm was, talking about, DK. I love hey, it. Hey man, love it. The the comments are coming in. Loving the shades, man. What Almost a- the same tint color, too. You're right, Cat Manager. Oh, he went for it. He, he was not. Justin was not messing around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All three of these gifts were just unbelievable. But as Phil points out, did you notice how quickly I took them? You did. DK <laughs> is probably blind right now, as B. Phil says. Oh, that's good. Oh boy. Uh, the Steelers. The Steelers are off tomorrow. The Steelers have an unusual week of practice for this final full week. A few days leading into the opener, which of course isn't until, (laughs) you know, way too long from now, September 10 against the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, If you're interested in the merch, go to dkps.net slash Ramon shop. You will see that it'll ship anywhere. It's not, we are not the ones that handle it. There's a company Mm -hmm. that does that. Uh, You place the order and there it goes. Yeah. Uh, We actually don't even, see the stuff or get our hands on it it just goes right from there but it's it's nice it's cool it's been very well yes. received and and tell dolly she don't know me she, she knows she didn't you. know i was gonna pick something orange off the shop cheap novel that's oh where she gosh. went she, like a cheap novel you know what i go to the same breakfast spot every morning drink the same amount of cups of coffee drive the same distance to work i'm a creature of habit not really i don't do those things like i'm an old man (laughs) in the mafia or something no she got me though she understood all right guys let's do it again tomorrow everybody let's do it again good people y'all been fine today i love it yes good show bye-bye tomorrow's cut day too finals so they'll be happening right as we're on the air actually it will be yeah Mm -hmm. all right bye-bye see you